0: Hi, sisters. Welcome to our podcast. This is Kirsten Kirschbaum coming to you with my best friend, Danielle.
1: Hello, everybody. Great to be on with you. We are
0: so excited. And and actually, I'm pretty fired up because I have something. I was just having a conversation with my sister-in-law a couple nights ago. And it, and it's so amazing when you're praying about something and there's something that's been on your mind for a while. And then all of a sudden, as you're having this conversation, the truth starts to come and be revealed to you. Do you guys feel like that? And that's one thing, that's actually one of the reasons why we started this podcast because Danielle and I would be praying over things and thinking about things. And then all of a sudden we, we get together and we start having this conversation and we invite the spirit to come in and pretty soon we're having a conversation that draws us closer to Christ. And so I want to, I want to direct something. I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit the nail right on the head right now with you guys. Okay. And that's what you can always expect from me. I always kind of unapologetically bring the issue that's like right in front of my face. And there's something I may have talked about it a little bit on, on previous pods. So maybe this, if you've been following along, I've, I've got my answer now and I, it's like exciting me. So I have seen, and and I have observed over the last few years that it has become very popular in our culture to become spiritual, but not religious. And I have seen it in, um, in our church. I've seen it outside of our church. I've seen it, you know, um, lots of people who are like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really agree with everything that the church is about. I don't agree with this policy or this, you know, these relationships or this story or whatever it is. Okay. No judgment there. I, I actually totally get it. Um, can see all the different sides. It's it's kind of a gift I think that I have that I'm very open-minded and can see, Um, all kinds of different pathways and ways of getting somewhere. and, And I'm okay with it. I have no judgment. However, the gospel of Jesus Christ as restored through the prophet Joseph Smith in the latter days with the book of Mormon and the covenants that we make in the temple are true and real. Those are capital T truths that I will proclaim unapologetically. So when I hear, in fact, I was just reading in the enzyme this month. um, It was the enzyme for June. And there's a story that uh, an apostle, I'm sorry, I'm the worst at remembering names and dates, but he's talking about how in like 1986, maybe 88% or 90% of people identified with an organized religion. And now in 2019, it's gone down to like, 65% or, you know, 60% or something. Right. So it's a pretty significant decrease in in all religions in general and in, you know, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so I was reading that and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's a statistic that I've just recently heard. I was just kind of sensing that that seems to be the norm. Um, and I have so many friends that are different religions and no religions, and they are beautiful, spiritual, amazing women. Oh my goodness, like I love them so much, and I learn from them, and I get insights from them, and I appreciate their perspectives. And I also choose to remain firm and exact in the covenants that I have made with the Lord. This is a choice that I have made based on how I have been raised and the conscious choices that I am choosing to make, right? It's a conscious choice every day. So, um, my sister-in-law was sharing with me that my brother, um, went to lunch with a big group of his friends from high school. And there's one friend in particular who right after high school, um, you know, maybe 15 years ago or so, um, decided that, the church was not true, that there was no God. This whole thing was a big made up fat lie and he was over it. Right. And this is a boy that I know very well. He's younger than me. I went to, to high school with, with his brothers and his siblings. Um, his father was my math teacher. Like I know this kid. I love this kid. Such a great family, very strong, raised in all the principles of the gospel his family's all still very strong in the church, but he decided to leave and that was his choice. So fine. So fast forward 15 years later and my brother was like yeah I went to lunch with him and you know it was interesting he was really talking a lot about yoga and meditation and spirituality and um you know physics and uh what are those other what's the scientific like laws of um I'm trying to think of the what's the word where it's like quantum physics right numerology and quantum, all these cool things I love all this stuff I think it's fascinating so He's bringing up now. He's he's becoming awakened to the spiritual laws, and we we're just kind of having a discussion about spiritual laws and how people are awakening to the truths that are out there. And and you know and anyway, so we're kind of having this whole conversation. I'm sure many of you have been in conversations like this, and it hit me because I've been really wondering, I've been pondering about the phrase spiritual but not religious. And it hit me all of a sudden that Satan knows about this awakening, about this spiritual awakening in people. He knows that as children of God, as members of the church or whatever religion you may be, we are waking up to our spiritual gifts, to our intuition, to more love, less fear, um, you know, more like what's the word um more confidence and less judgment and all these things all these like principles that you know you can read books about this from many different philosophers but satan knows about this awakening he knows what's happening he knows about how he can twist it and it hit me so hard that satan is right there right along with this wave of awakening going Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. You're so spiritual. And all of his legions are just whispering. Yeah, you're so spiritual. You, you've you evolved now. You've evolved past, you know, the teachings of a church. Like, a church is just a, a box to, to keep. And you can't stay in a box anymore. You're way bigger than this church. And interesting that the church has now come out with a more, home centered church supported learning right so the church there's truth there yes the prophet um president nelson has said it's my favorite quote right now it it rings in my head often it will not be possible to survive spiritually in the future without the constant companion of the holy ghost right so we know like in the future it's it's an individual matter. It's an individual thing. It is not just because you go to church that you're going to be saved. It's an individual thing, but Satan knows that too. And he's right there weaving in. I do not believe Satan is trying to get us with big time sins like, oh yeah, you know, let's go out and whatever, all the dark sins, right? It's all just these little half truths. Can you see it?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think that we see a lot of people saying, you know, even, which is okay. Okay, so we got two things here. We see him using and thriving on religion being a bad institution and and, uh, grouping religion as a whole. And so then you see people going, oh, I'm not religious. Like, I don't, even the word, oh, I don't do it religiously. You know, it's like it's even being used in a negative context. Um, but then you also, you know, see people going, but yeah, I believe in God, but I'm not, I'm not religious. And so, so there's a couple things we look at the King Lamoni in the book of Mormon that ha- knew of a great spirit. Right. And so I think it was Ammon who went and taught him and he said, you know, God and, and King Lamoni was like, what? I don't know what God is. Is that, you mean the great spirit? And so he's like, okay, yeah, the great spirit. So I think there's two parts of that. One is Satan's trying to veer people from believing in um, in a God and just saying, hey, universe, universe, right? But then those of us, I feel that really do have truth and do know there is a God and there is a Christ, there is his son, right? That we can go, yeah, that universe that, you know, really is created by a God, you know, and being able to bring that, reign that back in and Satan's still trying to move it away. And we just try to reign it back in. And I had a, a girl from, My business, who I just adore, and we have so many great, like, spiritual conversations. She is like uh, a sponge for it, everything just like, oh. And the other day, she was struggling with something, and I, you know, I was able to bring in the atonement in words that she could understand. And I said, Well, I said, that's what forgiveness is about. And she's just like, what do you mean? I was like, when you like repent, I say, like, repenting is just, hey, I want this out of me. And you say, I- I'm willing to release this. Forgive me. I repent. And then he can replace. I was like, it's a way to receive a new like way of going about it. And she was like, oh, I didn't understand that. And so it's really cool because these gospel principles that are centered around the Savior are taken and skewed and they're, and they're, and they're ignored. Even in fact, the same girl and I had a conversation, um, after that. And in fact, she just said to me, she goes, I don't understand why you guys worship Jesus. She's like, who is that? Why would you? And she was kind of saying it in a negative tone and I don't know where it stemmed from. I know that, um, whatever, you know, she'd been taught and, She goes, I just, I just like to talk about God. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to talk about Jesus. And so I just, I just listened to her and I said, I see where you're at. And I said, God is amazing. He is what's created us. And I said, you absolutely turn to him and everything. And so it was great to know where she, you know, I hear where she's at, but to still teach that same person about repentance and forgiveness that actually is the savior because let me back up for a second. When I first started working with her, she only referred to it as the universe. And she didn't like even referring to God as a, as a God. It was universe. It was like nature, Mother Nature. Just it's like this, this like, untangible thing. The like
0: stars,
1: right? Yeah. Lots yeah. of
0: stars and universe and all that, right?
1: Yeah, which, again, we got from going from universe to God and that god created this universe and then we've got to the point of talking about repentance and forgiveness in a way that applied to just that's how you know we are able to forsake things and get rid of them in ourselves and our uh, you know she comes from a background of addiction and so it was like yeah that's how it purges is that that forgiveness cuz you're like yeah forsake it from me please and so we're getting her to learn these concepts that actually come from God, the savior, from our, from our um, savior.
0: I, I love how you're talking about this progression and how it started. Like you said, you know, universe, stars, all that mother nature, which is beautiful and moved into God. And, and, you know, now the savior is coming up and it's a, it's a part of the conversation and it's okay. Like exactly where it is. So my invitation to members of our faith, like this is where I'm at with this. I'm calling it straight out. And I'm saying, yes, so many people culturally are awakening to their spirituality. So many people, don't you think God is designing it like that? Don't you think all of this is part of his plan For so many of his children around the world who never even knew who he was, who maybe even worshiped some other version that is like so false. And now they're starting to see that they have a God who loves them, that they may even understand that it is a heavenly parent who loves them, that it is a real relationship and that that's okay for right now. That's totally okay. We don't know a lot else, right? It's okay that you don't have to know everything. You don't have to talk about Jesus Christ and the atonement, all that, with with someone who's not ready for that. But who I'm speaking to right now are those of us who do know our Savior, who have had a witness that the gospel of Jesus Christ has been restored and that we are covenant children of God who have been given. More truths, and those truths are a responsibility. It's it's like a gift that you've been given, and Heavenly Father wants to trust you with that gift. And Satan knows that, so he's using the current spiritual awakening of so many of God's children who did not have the gospel beforehand, and he's now using it against you and i and our parents and our siblings and our best friends and satan is using it as part of this like pop culture lie so that those of us who are in the church who have been living the gospel who have been raised this way who were baptized and given the gift of the holy ghost we have that knowledge you guys we already know those things And that doesn't make us better than anyone else, but it does mean that we know. And so, and you know what? I'm speaking to myself, like just as much to anyone else who's listened to this podcast. I'm saying to myself, Kirsten, you already know. And you hear different people talking, and you have friends that are very spiritual, maybe even more spiritual than you. They know more about you know numerology and history of of crystals and stars and all the different spiritual practices that are great. Like, it's cool. I'm cool. with it. It's not, I'm not against it, but we also have truth and knowledge that comes from God through the ultimate power through Jesus Christ. And he is so much a part of the miracles and of the elements and of the earth and the, the stars and the water and the moon and all of those powers that are there. I was reading recently Doctrine and Covenants 88. Oh my gosh, you guys go read D&C 88. In fact, study D&C 88 for the rest of the year, okay? Because, wow, he, they talk about... The celestial bodies, the celestial bodies, the terrestrial bodies, the dust, the the elements that make up our bodies and the spirits and the earth and the gender of the earth and the gender of the sun, like it's all there, it is not hidden from us, we know all of these things, and what Satan is using against us is this lie that like oh the church doesn't teach about you know ayurvedic ancient medicine and chinese wisdom and you know yoga and and whatever all the things the church isn't teaching about that so the church is trying to keep you away from that knowledge. So it must not be true. It must be these old traditions of fear-based stories that are passed out. I mean, I don't, am I the only one? Like This is how Satan talks to me. Seriously, this is how Satan is trying to get me to veer away from the covenants that have been taught to me and my family, and my parents, and generations, and I feel so strongly about proclaiming that Jesus Christ knows all of these things. He knew. How do you think he performed miracles? He got clay from the earth and rubbed it in his hands and used energetic healing and powers to heal people's eyesight and to cleanse spirits from, you know, demons from people's bodies and like energy work and all of these things. And we have to show the Lord that we can be trusted with the milk, with the consistent scripture study, baptismal covenants, receiving the Holy Ghost, ministering to others, keeping temple covenants with exactness. We have to show the Lord that we can be trusted with these little things because he wants to give us more. Of course he does. And don't you think Satan is right there just going, Oh no, Oh no, you're better than this. You're so much bigger than this. You know way more. Oh, these church people, they are, they're clueless. Like these old men, these old white men, I mean, please, please excuse me. I'm not trying to be like, disrespectful or, you know, blasphemous or anything to our apostles or our prophets, but Satan does not play by rules. So don't you see the culture? Like, don't you see like the politics and the government and all the words that are coming out and all the messages that are coming out. And as members of the church, we're going, Oh my gosh. Oh no. Oh, maybe our church isn't Maybe they don't totally get it. Maybe the prophet isn't totally aware of all the lies that are being told. And maybe we aren't getting the whole story. You know what I mean? Like, These are the kinds of mixed messages that Satan is trying to get into your head. Do not be fooled by these little twists that are being blasted on social media and blasted on the news. You do have the truth. You have been taught. You have received a testimony from the Spirit. And by holding fast to that faith, you will be guided as an individual. And please, as an individual who is guided in the truth, stay in the church and talk about your testimony. Share it with others. That is what the Lord needs you to do, to strengthen the body of Christ that is His church. On this earth, we need all the testimonies and the proclamation of what is true and what is right to inspire others on their own journey, not in judgment, not in we are better because we have this, but in the truth and like maintaining and holding that wisdom and then having it added upon. I feel so passionate about that. And I want to shine a light on the sneaky Satan and how he will not play by rules. You guys, he will use everything against us and we have to be smarter. We, we got to bruise his head. You know, that's what we're promised, right? We can bruise his head. He might bruise our heel, but we, no, we crush his head. That's what it is. We crush his head and we have that power. You already have it.
1: I don't really know what to say. That's uh, awesome. (laughs) I was like, uh, (laughs) but I guess I think for me, because sometimes uh, I will say, if you feel like you hear the same thing, you're not really getting anything out of your studies. And it's like, well, yeah, there's truth in other places. But here's what I've been learning is I've been really diving more into studying the gospel and not outside resources is that there's so much depth Like, even, like, studying, um, like, the word, I am the light of the world. It's like, do you realize what that means? Like, that his, I don't really understand it, but scientifically, right, God is science. He created everything. And if here's the light of the world, then everything that basically is able to function is it functions because of his energetic light. So, plants, right? He is mother nature. The savior is control of mother nature. The sun, like everything powers off of his, he's the grid source. <laughs> everything powers off of him. And as for me, like for those of you, cause I really struggled when my, my parents decided to, um, that that's exactly the things they were saying was this isn't, no, they don't, they, the, the pulpit, they're not, they're not talking about this stuff. They're not talking about giants that were in the Bible. And, you know, there's like all sorts of things that, you um, know, we don't talk about, for example, and that really bothered them. And it started to really bother me. I get it. I totally get it. It really bothered me. And I was liking studying that stuff. And I would say that stuff with them too. And it was, that's actually pretty interesting. But when I got back to just studying Light, for example, like the light of Christ. Um, I mean, it, I couldn't believe how deep it is. But here's what I found is there are so many more truths in understanding just something well, It's not really simple, but like a basic thing like the light of Christ. And it has propelled my progression so much more than really understanding giants that existed um, in Noah's time. it it has propelled my understanding of just my own self. It's propelled my relationship with my savior. It's propelled me to, um, understand my worth and grow, um, understand, you know, psychology, which is my, my passion, of course. And so, so yeah, I do think there's, So much merit in the milk because it's really not milk. It just seems like it's milk to me. I mean, it seems like it's milk, but then when you dive deeper into it, um, and I guess you know, just looking at how you do that, I when I read the scriptures, and I come upon something I don't really get or I want to understand a little bit more, just like I shared like on another pod about. How does he know every hair upon my head or head upon my hair? Just kidding. But anyway, how I said that, but how he knows that. And I was like, well, how do you know that? And I ponder and I ask and I look for um, questions and it was because I'm your, I'm his creation. And just, so just pondering on these simple things that can enlighten us with so much Further truth. I don't, I don't know that's for me is like, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's such a temptation for Satan to say, hey, let's go this way. Let's do this. And I think we can be spiritual and religious. That's really the thing is, I mean, spiritual and religious. He's always had a religious community that can serve one another, that can grow with one another and fast with one another. There's so much power in numbers of fasting for something. And I believe it's a beautiful thing to be spiritual and religious. So thanks Kirsten for sharing that. I lost your feed, but anyway, thanks everybody for being on. So great to, oh, there you are. Sorry, I'm here.
0: I'm here. I have a, scripture that I pulled up actually, and I really want to share it. Can I share it real quick? Um, so I was talking about DNC 88 and I, I went and found it because you're talking about light. And I just, I want to give this to you guys. Um, and I encourage you to go to DNC 88 and just, it's so long. It's like six or seven pages long, but it says, which tr- truth shineth? This is the light of Christ. Also "'as also he is in the sun, and the light of the sun, "'and the power thereof by which it was made, "'as also he is in the moon, "'and is the light of the moon, "'and the power thereof by which it was made, "'as also the light of the stars, "'and the power thereof by which they were made, "'and the earth also, and the power thereof "'of even the earth upon which you stand, "'and the light which shineth, which giveth you light.'" Is through him who enlighteneth your eyes, which is the same light that quickeneth your understandings, which light proceedeth forth from the presence of God to fill the immensity of space, the light which is in all things, which giveth life to all things, which is the law by which all things are governed, even the power of God who sitteth upon his throne, who is in the bosom of eternity, who is in the midst of all things. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. Like I just, I'm like, I could just spend, I mean, could I, could we not just spend a lifetime like just studying that light? And, and I believe he wants us to do that. And it, I love how you brought in the, that, that is spirituality and religion being a gathering. Like if Christ wants us to just learn and keep it to it, can you really keep light to yourself? It's like the scripture that says like, he that, you know, I'm the light of the world. He that, you know, do you light a candle and put it under a bushel or do you like light it on the hill? I, you know, one thing that I think is hard for us is that we don't live in a time where fake light is scare- like it's scarce. What am I trying to say? Like you just flip a light switch on. Like there's always light. Like it's almost difficult to get away from light. I'm like trying to like put blankets over windows so that I can sleep in the dark. But if you really lived in the time or if you're out camping, I think this is why people like camping so much. Light takes on such a different meaning. Like the light of the stars is like so meaningful. The light of the moon is so meaningful. Having a flashlight to turn on in the pitch black tent is so meaningful. So maybe it's important for some of us to get into a space where the, the concept of light could be more meaningful and we could really understand what he means by that. So I encourage you to study that and let it lead you in your evolution of coming closer to Jesus Christ and listening to him. Because I've heard people also say, Oh, I love Christ. I love Jesus Christ. Yes, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And again, this isn't meant to be a judgment, but sometimes I wonder. Well, do you um actually read His words? Like, because you know, I think maybe it's more of like a. It's maybe popular to follow Christ, but like, do you understand? Like, he 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 made it very clear that it's important to take the sacrament you know his offering bread and water and to weekly partake of his flesh and blood and to receive that you know that ordinance right and if you follow you know he was baptized right so that baptismal or that ordinance you know Christ gave us a pattern in all things so no matter where you're at in You know, your progression of following him, whether you're not quite ready to have a discussion about him yet, or whether you've been having discussions about him and you are kind of starting to feel like maybe you don't even know if it's necessary to have discussions. You know what I mean? Like wherever you're at, I just invite you to, first of all, remember your own testimony when the Spirit has spoken to you. Remember the light that you have received. Study DNC 88. You guys, it's so amazing. There are some beautiful nuggets of wisdom in there, and then ask God to teach you more about the light that is in you and that you're ready to receive and ask that it lead you closer to your Savior, Jesus Christ. And finally, be willing to share that with others. Be willing to share in in church with others, like going and strengthening the body of Christ in church. That is what he has actually asked us to do. So when we are strengthened in our testimony, we, we strengthen others with that. Right. And uh, thank you for listening. I um, appreciate the opportunity to bear my testimony of our savior to you and admonish you to strengthen your resolve to follow Jesus Christ's example. Of attending your sacrament meetings and strengthening your brothers and sisters in the gospel. I'm so thankful for you and for listening, and hope you find value and strength in this episode and in all the other ones. So, thank you guys so much. We look forward to connecting with you on future episodes. Take care.